Hi everybody and welcome to my very first podcast. My name is Kim Hamer and you were on the podcast 100 Acts of Love, How to Help When Cancer Strikes. I'm also recording this so you will see, be able to see it on YouTube. Um, I am so very glad you are here. You know, um, helping a friend with cancer is easy but also not easy and that's what this channel is all about how do you help what do you say what do you do how do you get comfortable in being the person you want to be for your friend with cancer so i was going to start this podcast by talking about my history about how i got here but you know you know that will come through several other different podcasts i want to give you um my first kind of tip because that's what people always ask. When they find out what I do, their first question is, what do I say? What do I do when my friend has cancer? And so today, we're gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and roll with that tip. Now, contrary to the way I kind of believe in the world, which is, you know, if you think positive things, positive things multiply. If you think negative things, negative things multiply. I'm gonna actually start with a what not to say, because this is something that I made the mistake of saying, all the time before I knew any better. Um, because I thought I was being really, really helpful and it turns out I wasn't. But I didn't know that until um, my husband got cancer. So here's the number one thing to never say to anybody who you're trying to help. And it is, if you need anything, let me know. Now I know probably some of you, if not all of you, are balking at this right now because it's the go-to phrase. It's the thing that we have been taught to say to anybody. And when I used to say it, I used to think I was being so helpful because honestly, at that point, I really didn't mean anything. But here's the problem with that phrase. First of all, what do you mean by anything, right? So when I would say it to my friend, um, actually, when I said it to the last person I said it to before my husband had cancer, I said, I'll do anything. You'd let me know. Well, she had, she really needed meals and I'm not a cook. And not only that, like, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable buying people meals. I get really stressed out about it. It's not my thing. And so had she asked me to bring her like supper or dinner, it would have totally stressed me out. And it would have like not felt good to help because I would have been forcing myself to do something that I'm not comfortable with. So when you say anything, that's really big. Hopefully this is your friend's first time that she or he has had cancer and they really don't even know what they need, right? Did you mean that you were gonna go pick up their vomiting toddler from preschool? Or did you mean that you were willing to go get a gallon of milk? Did you mean that you were going to sit and read you know, to their, to their dying mother? Or did you mean that you would be happy to, you know, pick up the mail or, or listen to her messages, right? Anything is just too big. It's just too big. It's just too big. Anything is too big. Your friend with cancer cannot wrap her or his head around it. So that's the first problem with that phrase. The second problem with that phrase is let's say your friend does figure out what he or she needs. So they're, they're pretty clear and they're like, yeah, I really need you to go pick up my toddler from preschool right now because I, you know, I can't do it. I'm at the hospital with, I'm at the hospital getting treatment and my child is at preschool throwing up and someone needs to go get him. So let's say that, that she does know what you need. Now she needs to figure out who to call. And the thing is, 
because you are now in, you are now going to be an initiated club of knowing what to say. Most people don't know what to say, which means she has heard that offer from a lot of different people. And she can't even remember who said, if you need anything, let me know, because so many people said it to her. So she's really struggling. So let's say, so like, let's go back to the scenario. So she's, she knows she needs to have her toddler picked up from preschool. Now she needs to find somebody to do it. And not only is she guessing on who said, if you need anything, let me know. She's guessing if you'd be comfortable with it. Like, like I said, you know, if you're, if you don't have kids and you don't want vomit in your car, well, not that anyone ever wants vomit in their car, but you know, if you don't have kids, and you're not like expected, you don't know what to do when there's vomit in the car, you're not gonna be, she's not gonna wanna call you and ask you to do something that's gonna make you really uncomfortable and then you feel obliged to go do it because you did say anything and this is not the anything you had in mind, but she does need it so you're gonna go do it. And so the whole, the whole giving feels yucky because that's the reason that you wanna do something for your friend with cancer or who's dealing with loss. Because the reality is you care about this person and you want in some way to make their life better and easier and for them not to stress out about something. But you also need to take care of yourself. You don't want to like totally stress yourself out because when you're giving, when you're giving, it's not really even giving. When you like feel obligated to do something that you really don't even really want to do and because you said you do it, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel good to the person who is receiving either. So that's why, that's the second reason why saying anything is just not a good thing. Because even if your friend figures out what she or he needs, they have to then decide if you're the right person. And the third reason that saying, if you need anything, let me know is not a good phrase is because now you are asking your friend or your coworker or your family member who is extremely vulnerable right now, who doesn't know up from left to right to down to you know, 3D, she doesn't know anything, she's so confused. Now you're asking this person who is feeling vulnerable and terrified to reach out to you and to ask you to do something for them that you may not even wanna do. Let's think about this for a second. I know that most of us are really good at helping. We're really, really super good at helping. But honestly, how good are you at receiving? How good at you are asking for help? Most of us aren't that good at it. So you're putting your friend in this really vulnerable, she's already in this vulnerable position. And when you say, if you need anything, let me know, she has to come to you when she's already feeling super vulnerable, when she doesn't know exactly what you want, what, what she needs, and she's kind of guessing and guessing that you'll be do, willing to do if she can figure out, willing to do the thing that she needs to get done if, she's, if she can figure it out. I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted just talking about it. So like, you know, she's not going to call you. She is probably not going to call you. So that's the tip. That's the number one tip. If you don't ever come back to this podcast again, that's the number one thing I want you to know is that don't say, if you need anything, let me know. So, um, oh, you're probably wondering about these decorations. So my youngest son um, just graduated from high school. If you listen to this in the future, it's 
it's June 2020, so the pandemic was hitting, and so we didn't get to have a traditional graduation. Um, and so what I did was I held a Zoom graduation. So we invited I invited people, his preschool teachers, all the way through his high school teacher. It was really great. So um, that's why this, this, this is leftover graduation, and it says, adventure awaits. And you know, that actually is very true. That's just true for all of us. Helping your friend with cancer is an adventure in a good way. But adventures can be scary and can be really can make you uncomfortable. And that's okay because you're human and you really want to help your friend. And what she or he's going through feels really, really painful. And you don't know what to do and it feels you feel anxious. And, and a lot of people don't search for help like you have because that's probably why you found this video. A lot of people just kind of feel uncomfortable and then decide they're not going to do anything or decide that what they what they could do doesn't matter or, or that they don't matter. And so, you know, I really want to take a moment to congratulate you because you're you're about to take an adventure. You're about to take an adventure into how to help your friend with cancer. So, um, where was I? Oh, I was going to talk about what to say. So here's my number one tip on what to say. It's actually not that specific as you'd probably like, but it is this, be specific. So I wrote this book called 100 Acts of Love. Can you see that? 100 Acts of Love, A Girlfriend's Guide uh, to Loving Your Friend Through Cancer or Loss, and I'll leave the link below. But I dedicated to this man named Kinney who um, works at Venice Farmer's Market. I live in LA and there's a farmer's market in Venice called the Venice Farmer's Market, how original. Um, and so this is what it says. It says, to Kenny at Venice Farmer's Market, whose simple, kind offer of moving anything heavy inspired this book. When I told Kenny, Kenny, his name is Kenny, that my husband had cancer, he said to me, if you do anything heavy move, let me know. And I thought that was really a bizarre thing to say. Like, okay, like everyone else was saying, if you need anything, let me know. And of course I was discovering how useless that was, but it was so bizarre that he would offer something like to say, you know, if you need anything heavy moved. But here's the thing about that. It stuck in my head. I remembered it and I remembered who said it. And guess what happened? We had a grand piano and halfway through my husband's treatment, I wanted it moved around and I couldn't do it myself. So who do you think I thought of? Exactly. And that's why being specific is so important. And the other reason it's really important, it allows you to give from your heart. It allows you to give from something that you're comfortable with. We are all super talented in one form or another. And one of the things is we forget is that the talent we have, which seems to come so easy to us, does not come easy to everybody. So the thing that you can do for your friend, maybe the one, maybe the simple thing, like, you know, really easy thing that you can do that you happen to be good at, you don't think it's any big deal, but it's a huge deal to your friend with cancer. So that's the beauty of being specific. So you want to be specific, and you want to offer more than once. Look, like I said earlier, I am not the person to call if you need a meal. Like, just, just don't call me. I mean, I'll, I can put something together, but it just causes a lot of stress, and then I worry if it's good enough, and if it tastes good enough, because I just kind of season, you know, as I like it, and I like a lot of salt, and a lot of people don't like a lot of salt, and yeah, we can talk about that with my doctor later. Um, but, you know, so that's not my thing, but you know what it is? I am an excellent grocery shopper, seriously. I can go into any grocery store and find what you need and if they don't have it, I can get it ordered and, and I can get the right size for you. Like, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at calling somebody up and saying, I am running to the grocery store, what do you need? Like, that's my skill. That's one of my skills. 
And so when you're specific, you get to give from your skill base, like what you're really good at. It's not that big a deal for me. It's simple. I go to the grocery store a lot. I'm happy to pick up something and drive it over. Like it's what I do. I feel comfortable in grocery stores. <laughs> kind of weird thing to say but it's true so so if the more specific you are with your friend the more likely she or he is to remember it and to call you when they need it and maybe they'll never need it maybe they won't but here's the other gift about being specific is when you're specific they get that person who you were talking to with cancer gets that you understand a little bit of this journey more than other people and so maybe it's not related to what maybe they're going to call you and maybe it's not going to be related to what you said you do but they get that you understand that you just need that they that you understand kind of their journey right they get that so that's why being specific is so helpful and the last part of this tip is to make sure you offer more than once because look people your friend she if she's at the beginning of her cancer treatment she's probably looking like she's you know she's all everything's fine but trust me she's not working with a full deck of cards she's not she's thinking about this he's thinking about this there's so many other things going on the side effects the treatment is it going to work that's a constant worry and hum in their head is it going to work is how sick is this going to make me it's really scary to have cancer and so she she or he may look fine but they're not dealing with a full deck of cards and that's why you need to offer more than once because if you offer once they're probably gonna forget, let's be really honest, especially if they're at the beginning of their cancer journey. So offering once isn't gonna do them any good. I don't know about you, but I tell my kids, like they'll say, mom, make sure you do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, if you don't see me write it down, it's not gonna happen. Because I just know I'm not dealing with a full deck of cards and I don't even have cancer. So I just know that I need to have it written down. And that's the same thing with your friend with cancer. She or he, is really stressed out, has a lot going on. Normal things that they used to be able to do, they can't do right now, right? The just even going outside. I mean, we've all had the opportunity to experience what it's like to be immunodeficient, like some, like so many people with cancer, because that's what they're going out into the world is like. Everyone is a freaking germ bag. Potential can kill them. You know, that's for the cancer set where the where, they, where the bone marrow gets really beat up. So, you know, and that's what they're thinking about. They're not thinking, so it makes, it makes cooking dinner or it makes getting the mail or it makes paying the bills or it makes picking up kids or it makes, you know, getting work done really stressful. So the more, and so they, they, don't, they can't think of everything and they can't remember what you offered. So be as specific as possible. Wow, that's a really long way to go around to that point. So be as specific as possible. So that's the tip. That is the tip. Um, really quick, um, my husband had cancer twice, so I've never had cancer by God's grace. Um, but my husband had it twice and I was his caregiver. Um, and then, um, after the second bout or actually the second bout is what killed him. And so that's a little bit of my story. And what I noticed is so many people were in so much pain because they didn't know what to say or how to help us. And that's why I wrote this book. Um, that's why I started this channel and this podcast because I want to be that resource. I want you all to know that there are things that you can do and that are really super helpful. You know, I'm partly saying because I'm not really, like I said, I'm not dealing with a full deck of cards on a normal basis. Um, but part of the reason that I am so sane and I was able to get through such a horrendous part of our lives 
um, was because of all the unique and really helpful and sweet things that people did and said and to support you know my husband when he was alive and my kids and myself after he died so that's what I want you to know I think that's really what I want to end this piece on is what you who you are really makes a difference and matters to the person with cancer. So please don't give up on trying to help because you are really important to them. You are uniquely qualified to do the thing that you know you can do for your friend with cancer. All right, that is it. Yay! Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful that you're here. Please be sure to check me out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, um, I'm going to be posting these every week. I'm not sure what day, but we'll figure that out. Um, let's just say every week on Friday, so you have something to listen to on your drive home from work or whatever, or you can watch something at lunchtime. So every week on Friday, I'll be posting these. I'm so grateful you're here. You really matter. Please let me know if you have any questions or anything. I'm happy to help. I really want to be a resource to you. Um, this is my way of paying it forward. All right, you take care. Have a great day. Bye.